0: 5 Stripe Fam, I'm AJ and this is Michael. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of 5 Stripe Weekly and of course Atlanta United's season has ended but the flurry of moves that just began and yeah we will get into the number of off-season moves and end of season moves for Atlanta United but before we get into too deep into all of that. Uh, let's give a shout-out to our Patreon members, and notably Gavin Marshall, Jordan Beck, Nal Faruqi, Andrew Rowicki Ariel Acosta, and Chris James. But uh, yes, and as well, a reminder to subscribe if you're new here. And we are on the road to 10,000 subs. So uh, yeah, do us a favor as well. Don't be a freeloader. Smash that like button, but... Anyway, so let's actually get into the news now, and I would say probably like the biggest news for the city of Atlanta is that the Comic Ball, the Copa America 2024, is coming to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and yeah, very huge news for Atlanta soccer, as uh, yeah, it will uh, definitely be a marker for, uh, you know, big tournaments in Atlanta. Uh, there is also going to be uh, at Inter Miami's stadium as well for the uh, Copa America final, I believe. And so, yeah, we'll have one of the uh, kind of early stages. Uh, one we of the have, We have the so, opener. Yeah, we have the opener. So, yeah, very awesome. And yeah, that's uh It's going to be fake grass, not fake grass. It's going to be real grass, rather, uh, in the stadium. And uh, yeah just uh, kind of one-time only Uh, they won't keep it in there but yeah super awesome like what do you think
1: Uh, it's super exciting Um, there's a chance that team USA is actually gonna play in Atlanta and I can go watch that here that's really exciting to me and if they're going up against another exciting team from South America that would be really hype Um, like Argentina would be kind of scary obviously But Brazil looks like they can be got after, so that would be fun to see, America versus Brazil. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is, like we said multiple times in the past, the product of Garth Lagerway wanting U.S. Soccer's headquarters to come to Atlanta. We're starting to see more eyes on Atlanta. We're starting to see more soccer-focused events. Copa America's a big one, and we get the opener, and a lot of times... The opener has the host city or host country, which in this case is United States in big tournaments. Um, and that could be us playing there then in Atlanta. So I'm re- I really would love to see the United States play here. It'd be a great excuse to get out to go see this game. Um, and it would be really exciting to see if they were able to beat a, a team from South America. It wouldn't be as interesting if they were playing against another one of their CONCACAF rivals like Canada or Mexico. Mexico would be pretty crazy as it always is, but I would really like to see a, a South American team go up against the United States in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, because yeah, Mexico, that might be a home game for Mexico, unfortunately. But, 100%. Yeah, but uh, for any of the other countries, uh, yeah, I think uh, we, have, we stand a better chance to at least have it feel like more of a home game. But uh, yeah, definitely awesome stuff. And yeah, uh, it's going to be... A madhouse, I'm sure, and I'm sure those tickets are also going to be insane and uh, probably unaffordable for a lot of people, so (laughs) it'll be uh, just one of those things, unfortunately, but uh, at least yeah, maybe some people can, uh, I guess, camp out outside and see it from the Halo board a little bit, but uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, but anyway, uh, moving on to those aforementioned end-of-season roster moves, and uh, yes... So uh, the 18 players that are already under contract for 2024, uh, the club exercised the contract option for Aiden McFadden. And uh, yeah, there are three more players set to join the team on January 1st. But uh, yeah, the club declined contract options on five players and six other players are out of contract. Options for Macho Pachol, Jackson Conway, Clement Diop, Justin Garces, Efren Morales were all declined. And meanwhile, Ozzy Alonso, Miguel Berry, Miles Robinson, Mateo Sosetu, Marseidich, and Quinton Westberg are all out of contract. Uh, But the club, they are uh, remaining in renewal. negotiations with Morales Robinson and Westberg but uh, also the loans for Juanjo Porata and Shonda Silva they expire at the end of the calendar year and uh, yeah the club declined the transfer option on Porata, and uh, yeah they still have yet to make a determination uh, yet to make a determination on Silva's transfer option now uh, yeah there's uh, a lot of other news that came in after that as well but Getting into, uh, you know, who got declined, who got, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, didn't bring back or didn't get brought back. Were there some surprises for you?
1: Yeah, the only head scratcher for me is Garces. Um, I mean, we're looking at possibly having some uh, lack of death in the goalkeeper position in the near future um, since we let go of Diop officially and Westberg is probably on the outs as well um seems to me we're gonna be needing some goalkeepers and i'm pretty sure he was a young upstart with solid potential and i'm interested to know why what the reasoning is there that uh they declined him or didn't want to move on with him so Mm -hmm. that's the only real head scratcher for me the other ones i can see arguments for why they were moved why they were declined etc
0: yeah and yeah i mean you know that, that's the biggest one that stands out for me, for sure. Uh, you know, for all the reasons that you mentioned, but also, yeah, it is it is perplexing because he is, you know, someone that, I mean, yes, a very young goalkeeper and probably, unfortunately, maybe not developed fully yet. But that's the type of player I think you, you keep in your goalkeeping corpse to, uh, yeah, you know, develop him. And eventually, I mean, it, it used to be where, you know, the older you were as a goalkeeper, the more valuable you were a little bit. And, uh, but yeah, now it's, you know, of course going and skewing a little younger, but yeah, you know, you, you would see players just kind of get kept and uh, maybe they just didn't see enough of, uh, development from, uh, year to year. And maybe Justin Garces also wanted to, uh, you know find pastures new. So who knows? But uh, yeah I think also Machop choll you know like uh, he had his usefulness I think uh, during the season as he's kind of that he's kind of a freak a little bit in terms of yeah, in a good way like he him being like 6 three but also nimble on his feet uh, and you know able to play a few different positions I think there was use in, with him but I think ultimately maybe it's his age and maybe the growth potential just not quite being there and so uh, I think eventually becomes where, yeah, you, you know, you don't want to keep giving raises where uh, you don't really see the you know, ultimate potential. So it's probably a little bit of that. Um, yeah, of course, the big one is Miles Robinson. And, but uh, just
1: for a second, I'm a chop. It's you're going to lose a lot of personality in the locker room too oh, for sure. that guy was a big hit. Like you can see on social media, always chirping back and forth with his teammates. It's, you know, you're going to lose a lot of personality
0: there. For sure. And multiple languages. And, yeah, even the uh, Atlanta United social media team, they acknowledged it. Like, everybody loves Mitchell chole It's like, yeah, it's, it's hard not to like the guy. And, um, yeah, you had everybody from, you know, uh, Tiago Amada to, uh, you know, the new guys, you know, they, they all, <laughs> they're all, like, best buddies with him. And uh, it seems like, yeah, you know, he's got maybe the – ability to speak different languages maybe as well so he's able to uh you know converse with everybody and you know have some banter with everybody and i think that's the the best part there um yeah but yeah miles robinson like i was mentioning is probably the biggest one and uh yeah it is obviously the contract has been on the table uh, for an extension uh for a couple of years now but obviously miles robinson uh, he should probably move to europe uh, let's just be real. Like, his his time is now. He's, uh, I believe, 26 years old. Like uh, If it's not now,
1: when? Exactly. Like,
0: if he doesn't, uh, I mean, he could sign a DP contract here. I mean, yeah, if there are new roster kind of uh, expansion on uh, the DP roles, uh, yes. You know, you could see maybe Robinson as somebody. But... You know, it also. Some people speculated that Robinson maybe was down tooling a little bit, maybe uh, you know, trying to maybe preserve himself a bit so that he's not injured before his big move. Because yes, you know, he he did get injured before the World Cup, and I'm sure that's like fresh on his brain still. You know, and uh, it is something that, yeah, you know, for self preservation purposes. It's something that, you know, uh, okay, maybe he isn't uh, as prolific of a defender as uh, you know he previously was. I think, uh, yeah, he's still probably good enough to make a move to, you know, a uh, a side in Europe that, uh, you know, could be playing in Champions League. So, that PSV Eindhoven rumor is probably a very good scenario for him. And, uh, yeah, if I were him, if it was real... <sighs> I mean, it's a no-brainer, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, and as well, yeah, Carlos uh, uh, he spoke to the media, and he said he plans on being back in 2024. And, uh, yes, that's Gonzalo Pineda, and his staff will return as well. Uh, but, yeah, Boca, he spoke on uh, Pineda, and uh, basically said, Well, I think on the tactical side, I would let Coach speak to that from his point of view. But I think, you know, when we look back at 21, when he came in, helped us guide and guide us into the playoffs and ended up tied uh, for fourth on points with New York City Uh, and ended up having to go there. lost them away. We had a really tumultuous year last year. And then this year, you know, we're in the playoff hunt the whole year. And, you know, I thought we got uh, I think we improved as the season went on. And actually, we had a lot of belief in here, and we felt had it. we had a really good team and could have uh, done something deep in the playoffs. Unfortunately, like I said earlier, we came up against a fantastic Columbus team that was, uh, you know, we got to tip our hat to them that they were just a little better than us this year. So saying that, building on the continuity, the consistency, the group, as we're growing, we feel very good about this group. And I hope you guys are able to see that as well, especially towards the end of the season. You know, we came up against I think our last ten games. We had seven of our last seven of our last ten playoff games, and I think our point totals increased to one point six, which were at one point four before that. So we're looking forward to next year and just building on this base of what we have and continue to push forward, trying to achieve our goals with that top four. So definitely very interesting. Uh, you know, it's a it's a decent summation. I mean, I think he's acknowledging that, yes, uh, there were tough years, and uh, you know, it, I think it is pretty transparent, but what are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, I, I mean, as I've said before, it's Garth really trying to see how Pineda will perform under a full complement of what he considers to be a, a complete roster build, uh, rebuild, rather. Um, Because, you know, in his mind, the guy gets to the playoffs with half decent teams, you know, more so than not when he's not crippled by incredibly uh, freakish seasons of, you know, insane amounts of injuries. Um, And he probably goes, well, if he could do that much with that little, then perhaps if I give him a full complement of a good team, he could go all the way. Um, That's probably what I think he's thinking. Because, I mean, Gonzo, obviously, you you hear the way he talks. You hear how eloquent uh, he is uh, when he talks about soccer. I mean, maybe some people disagree, but I don't think you're really paying attention if you think he's, like, a moron or something. Uh, But, you know, I think when he talks with Garth, Garth hears, okay, this guy has a plan, has an idea. Um, It sounds good. And if I think if I give him the right tools, he can probably produce. And so that's probably what they're going to run with. Um... and and if it goes any beyond that like, if I don't even know, maybe even halfway into the season if he's just not doing well with uh, what Garth would consider to be a full compliment maybe he's like, okay, all right, this experiment's run its course Um, but then it's like that comes with its own issues you've already committed to Gonzalo for the next season, at least part of it and you now brought in the new players in the offseason um that were partially gonzo's guys mm-hmm. and if you bring in a new coach halfway in the season or next season now you have a new coach having to acclimate to a full complement of players that were you know gonzo's guys um so that can be difficult it can be you know it could be a good thing if gonzo really does have the potential which i mean i think there's a chance he does um, a lot of people talk about he knows nothing about coaching and makes all these horrible mistakes Um, I mean, the guy is capable of learning. I would hope that we see some things implemented next season. Uh, Part of me thinks the reason why he didn't make some of the obvious decisions that he probably should have in some of the games that seemed to cost us, a lot of times I think that his hands were a bit tied, that he thinks this is the best we're going to get because if I try to do the thing that everyone's going to suggest, it's just not going to work. I know this because of background information or the things like that. So I think the guy's smart. We'll see what he does this season, with a you know a considerably better roster, um, you know all these like holes that we have plugging them up in the offseason, hopefully, um, and I you know if, if he does it, um, th- that it, Garth and everyone was kind of right about that, and then um, if he doesn't do it, then well, I guess um, I don't know. He just wasn't the guy. <laughs> I don't know. Like I guess he's like he talks the talk, he walks the walk in some cases. I just feel like if he doesn't do it, uh, it's going to be a little surprising to me if he doesn't do a full complement next season.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, it's great points, man. It's uh, definitely, you know, uh, ultimately, um, you know, the continuity is pretty important. But, yeah, you know, like, if he doesn't perform, I think that's where the leash will get a little shorter and, you know, uh, you know, we'll see. It's just basically uh, this off season is a really, really big one. And, you know, uh, as well, like one of the, the players uh, that I think sticks out as well from that list is Shauna Silva, of course, uh, with, uh, you know, his loan. And I think we spoke about, you know, our thoughts last week. But uh, just to kind of reiterate, I mean, Shauna Silva with his loan expiring. Uh, yeah. Would you have... Uh, or like pretty much, yeah. Would you move him on a permanent transfer to Atlanta United?
1: Uh, if, it, if it requires a DP spot, I would say no. I think we can get a at least similar player um, for a TAM deal. Um, I, I, if not better. Um, you know, Zande is great and all, um, but I don't think he's DP level, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the profile and the amount of money the war chest Atlanta United has. Mm-hmm. Um, that I feel like you should get a pretty heavy hitter for your DP. Mm-hmm. And Zande, unfortunately, is not that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fully agreed. Yeah, it's pretty much very, very similar. Um, yeah, like, essentially, um, you know, <laughs> you have Inter-Miami getting the likes of Lionel Messi, right? It's uh, And we, we have, if not some of the, or if not the best spending power in the league. And so... Our ability to be able to find somebody that's, uh, yeah, can be on a level of at least in the stratosphere of a Lionel Messi, I think we should be able to do that if we wanted to. Maybe it's uh, not really the M.O. You know, we're still going for guys that's, uh, you know, it's more in their prime, in the league. Uh, they want to come here. They don't want to leave. Um, you know, that type of thing. But still, yeah, you know, it, it is... Uh, you almost—you're curious. Like I'm at least curious to see what if we did, you know? Like because I—I guess our biggest like European player, I guess in a sense, you know, uh, is Brad Guzan <laughs> coming from the Premier League. You know, like it's—it's yeah. it's a bit like yeah, okay. I think we can we can probably do a little bit more than that. I think, and so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely very, very interesting. Um, but, yeah, Boca, he also mentioned uh, that uh, while they, uh, yeah, things can change a little bit, uh, they plan on having Tiago Amada back for 2024. And they briefly had their discussion, speaking of Brad Guzan, uh, with him. And he's still talking over with his family letting the emotions cool down from the end of the season, but they will open up conversations soon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Brad Kuzan, that, uh that is a big conversation. Obviously, he took a little bit of a step back uh, last year or this past year and, uh, unfortunately, has been kind of his form sliding in terms of his shot stopping uh, as the years have gone on. I mean, yeah, it's wild. I mean, he's been here seven years. Like that's <laughs> insane, but yeah. What what do you think about Braguzan? Like, what's uh, what's the situation in your head for you? Like, what should we keep him? Should we oust him? Should we? I, I think we kind of t- spoke about it last uh, last episode, but you know, obviously with the uh, the kind of a little bit new revelation, that conversations are still happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, like. I don't know how i'll feel with either you know having it all either way him going and staying um ideally like i said last week you keep him on in a small role with a significant pay cut unfortunately but it is what it is um with him being more of a mentor goalkeeper that maybe plays like a third or a half of the the season whereas the a new goalkeeper who's the up-and-coming um you know the the what's the word um the heir to the the throne um he this new goalkeeper would be able to play like you know minimum half of the season or something like that um and be pretty good be uh serviceable um at least as good as guzan and then in the next seasons going after that he picks up steam he becomes the goalkeeper that we need And then Guzan goes off into the sunset in the year following um, after he's imparted his wisdom and he's, you know, moves on to maybe as like some part of Atlanta United's front office or something, or, or like we speculated, he has a gift for broadcast. So, you know, those are the kind of things that's what I would ideally like to see, but I, I have a hard time imagining he'll do that step into a minimal, minimal role. And, but maybe we'll see.
0: Yeah, and it's also the difficulty of finding the player that would, you know, accept that a little bit. And, you know, maybe you might have some uh, younger player that's maybe hasn't exactly gotten a foothold, uh, but, you know, is willing to uh, kind of split a little bit of time with Guzan.
1: Okay, you know,
0: there uh, there might be that out there. But, uh, yeah, it's really, you know, it'll be so interesting to see what yeah. happens. The
1: long shot christmas present type idea i don't think it's <laughs> yeah. gonna happen but yeah
0: know. for sure for sure but and i think that that kind of maybe explains why quentin westberg mm-hmm. is still kind of being negotiated with because it's uh, a little bit of the okay well if braggers does stay, do we keep westberg what do we do like what's the and so yeah uh, lots to ponder there Also, uh, with uh, the
1: Tiago comments you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, what did you think about that, that they are expecting to have him next season? Um, Does that mean they weren't able, like the offer didn't come in that they wanted?
0: Well, you know, I think it's also where the January transfer window hasn't happened yet. And so, you know, in terms of that, there's, uh, you know, there were some interest uh, over the summer transfer window, but... I think ultimately, you know, I think they wanted to see pretty much how the new players worked with the player that they were building around, and uh, you know, I think they were able to see it, that yeah, okay, you know, this has a a ton of potential, but yeah, I mean, I think as well, you know, the, uh, I think barring some of the, uh, I guess, uh, biggest teams in the Prem, the spend across Europe apparently anyway, was a little bit lower than it normally was. So, you know, I think that that ability to be able to get the right offer, it probably has to come from the Premier League. Because yeah. Like Tiago Mata, if he's not going for anything less than thirty thousand, then yeah, I just can't see like a La 30 Liga million. team. Yeah. You know, like a La Liga team or a Serie A team like paying that much so I they just they just don't historically do that and uh you know at least on MLS players so it's tough like I I think uh to be able to find the right suitor it's gonna take some time so but um but yeah. Well,
1: I mean I'm happy to have him until then. So Oh
0: yeah, exactly. I don't think we're complaining at all that uh oh my god, another year of Almada.
1: Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> it's not Hosette who we're talking about anyway. But uh <laughs> yeah,
1: don't twist my arm, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bocanegra, speaking of uh, midfield, uh said that they will look to add more players in midfield. Obviously, of course, uh, you know, in terms of the midfield corps right now, uh, yeah, you have uh, the two U22 players in uh, Franco Ibarra and Santiago Sosa. And they, I think, are very close to graduating out of that. So, uh, yeah, some decisions will need to be made on those two. Uh, You know, Franco Ibarra probably a little bit more likely, Santiago Sosa... It'll be interesting to see if he stays as he just completely fell out of favor after Inter-Miami. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I don't think he's going to stay. Uh, I think we're probably going to try to get some, if we have some value, yeah, we'll try to get something for him. But, uh, you know, Johnny Fortune as well, the other midfielder and, uh, Tristan Muyamba. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of, uh, Plenty of space for new midfielders to come in. But, um, yeah, as well... A DP. A yeah, DP, a DP for, no, the, exactly. for the love of God. For, yeah. you
1: know, my kingdom for a midfield DP. Yeah.
0: And, unfortunately, uh, yeah, news came out as well that Jonathan Nagby, he signed an extension with Columbus Crew, which, of course, yeah, he was always going to. Um, which, of course, he did. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's basically... Yeah, they're, they're well on their way. Uh, they, uh, you know, obviously the playoffs are still happening. And though I think, uh, yeah, they have as good of a chance as anybody else. So, but uh, anyway, Bocanegra, he also mentioned that El United, they are not pursuing uh, David Martinez. So, uh, yeah, the player that uh, was rumored to us uh, that is on loan to River Plate and is... Uh, I guess it's strange to say this, but property of Defensa E. Justicia, yeah, not in the cards. So it definitely seemed like just maybe more of an empty rumor than anything else. But uh, yeah, are are you a little, uh, you know, what's your reaction to David Martinez, that rumor not actually being?
1: I'm I'm not uh, bothered by him being not you know coming to us at all like i when we kind of looked over him a little bit when we first heard about him we thought like perhaps this guy would be like a like a parata replacement so it's not exactly a guy who's gonna light up the league or anything this is oh like borderline depth piece kind of player um i, I it's I, it's not like this was a an essential piece that we were gonna need for the rebuild. So, uh, you know, it's when it and it came and then it left. I was like, ah, oh, who cares anyway? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, yeah, because uh, on the heels of that. I think there is a rumor of LGP going to enter Miami, possibly. And so, yeah, definitely uh, very, very interesting. Yeah. His understudy, did not, David Martinez, yeah, would have been. Uh, I think he's probably the beneficiary of that. So I don't really see why he would move if uh, he you know, could get that playing time at River Plate. But uh, yeah, and uh, lastly, on uh, all the moves and Carlos Bocanegra, he said that he will be back as the CSO in uh, 2024. And regarding his long-term future with LA United, he said, quote, I really enjoy my time here. Very, very happy here. I just want to help contribute and do what i can to get this club on that right path and hopefully win some championships so yeah what are your thoughts after hearing that
1: i mean that's what that's what an executive says in when asked these questions so i'm expecting that type of you know uh, word salad of things but um you know it is what it is with, with, with regards to his comments um i'm not really reading into any of that or really caring i just uh just the the, his existence with us in general has been something that has um had a pretty negative and dark cloud over it for a while now and you know if it was a time and i kind of still feel this way that uh, we could be perfectly fine without him um you know Yes, he is integral for GG and Tristan and signing these better players that we got um, in the last transfer window, but are you really going to tell me if we went out and bought a very, very good, high-level technical director that he wouldn't have been able to do similar things? I don't... I think he probably would have. I think... It would be hard for me to understand that Carlos Muganegra is just the only one who can do what he's doing for us. I just mm-hmm. I just don't see it. So, you know, yeah. that and based on his previous misses before Garth got here and put us in what they would consider. I mean, the fact that we have to go through a rebuild, to me, means he has royally screwed up. Mm-hmm. So, thus, it's like it wouldn't have killed us if we got onto a, a new technical director. So, that's the way I feel about
0: it. Yeah. And that's an incredible point there. I mean, it's uh, it's basically, yeah, if we're looking across the league, it's like, yeah, I think there are other <laughs> technical directors that have uh, done a better job than him on a more consistent basis. And, yeah, it's not like he is indispensable. And that is the thing here is, like, his job security here, of course he's very, very happy here. Of course he's enjoying his time here. He's been able to F up time and time again. (laughs) And, yeah, not really see any sort of consequence. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I guess the consequence is that, yeah, he's not exactly the most loved figure at the club. And uh, he probably knows that, unfortunately. But uh, he probably also knows that it comes with the territory. But, um, you know, it is ultimately – I mean, I I think if I'll give him anything – his his poise has been admirable. You know, like yeah. Any any lesser person uh, maybe would have responded to all the you know uh, the vitriol, the uh, the online hate, and all that. But you see, mostly a lot of pretty like actually you know either neutral or positive stuff coming from his mouth his, you yeah,
1: know. mostly I agree there was a bit of a crack with the Joseph Martinez stuff yes um, but yeah mostly I agree with you right
0: yeah and a little bit of crack there but I think yeah more or less though I think yeah that's like both sides just being uh, yeah very low-key taking shots at each other but yeah it is ultimately uh, you know Bocanegra, he will be here for another year at least, and uh, yeah, we uh, we as fans should just support in at least that, like hoping he does well, but also being critical right. when he does not. But exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, moving on from all of that, uh, yes, the international window is happening right now, of course as well. And Yorgos Yakoumakis, he was playing for Greece and he got a goal. Uh, yeah, definitely he has been, I don't even know, like, he's kind of, yeah, just been on a really good goal run, and it's uh carrying over to not only from club, but over to country as well, and speaking of that as well, Tiago Amada, he scored a free kick against Japan for the U22s, and he just makes it look so effortless, it's... Like, this thing was, like, almost floated in there, and the goalkeeper's still couldn't do anything about it. I mean, it's just outrageous. It's
1: <laughs> And somehow Argentina still gets clobbered that game by Japan. Yeah. Japan, can we talk about Japan versus This country, in terms of their progress, has been uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're dominating at, like, every level. It's, mm-hmm. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed with Japan. Right. And I think you have,
0: what, Jurgen Klinsmann? Like, he is over there, and uh, so it's definitely fascinating, like, how he's been able to, to help that that country, and as well, I mean, it's just like, they, you hear the likes of, uh, and we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent here, but, uh, like, Midoma from uh, Brighton, who basically, he wrote an essay about how to dribble past players. Alright, and not only that, like, he's perfected it in a sense at Brighton. Like, his ability to beat his man on the dribble is actually something that, like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I have watched some of his, like, uh, either highlight reels or, like, some some reels, you know, like YouTube reels, uh, where he explains how he beats a man. And it's just like, It's really incredible stuff. Like they are like scholarly about it and it's amazing. But
1: guys dropping scholarly articles on people. It's insane, man. It's
0: (laughs) just like oh my god, like that and that's just like you know, a drop in the bucket probably of what they do. So Mm -hmm. yeah. really 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 incredible stuff but uh yeah anyway so moving on from that LA United 2 they announced their end of uh season roster moves as well and uh in addition to Alan Carlton and Jonathan Bilal who are already under contract for 2024 they exercised contract options for Matias Gallardo and Kareem Tamimi of course uh Matias is the son of Marcelo Gallardo who is now going to coach in Saudi Arabia?
1: <laughs> what a what a tease! I know, what right? a tease!
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, so annoying. But yeah, I mean, at, le- at the very least, we have his son, and you know, uh, <laughs>
1: make in... it sound like it's a ransom thing. Like... Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> at the very least, we have his son, and yeah. he can't do anything about it. No, uh, no. Basically, though, it's like yeah, you know, he. Obviously realizes Marcelo Gallardo that we're a class organization, otherwise, he wouldn't let his son come over here. So, you know, it's uh, I think there might be some in the future if he ever forgives MLS, <laughs> he hates MLS. But, uh, anyway, so uh, Luke Brennan, Nick Firmino, and Aiden Torres, uh, each had their MLS Next Pro contracts for 2023 and will join the first team effective on January 1st. The club also declined options on Fouad Adeni and David Mejia. And Sebastian Leguera and Manique Nwagu, Nelson Orji, Tony Tiente, Kofi Twamasi, and Tyler Young are all out of contract. Uh, but they remain in active discussions with Twamasi. And uh, yes, uh, MLS loan for Chris Gloucester also expired at the end of the 2023 season. So uh, yeah, uh, Centeno, uh, Eric Centeno. He also uh, he's still under team control. So yeah, there's a little bit of some uh, of a team. They will probably have to fill it out with academy players and you know some other uh, players around uh, some of the other lower leagues probably. But yeah, you know definitely. I think the 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 news there is that uh, you know a player like Nick Firmino. Like he will now be a first team player. So, you know, that's that's the standout player, obviously. And uh, you know, I think everybody else, uh, they have some some really good promise. Luke Brennan, Alan Carlton, I think probably in, in particular. Uh and of course Aiden Torres. But uh, but yeah. You have any, you have any thoughts on
1: that? Yeah, just you love to see it, you know, you know, reward for your hard work and for performing. So that's really good. I mean, like people kind of remember Luke Brennan from like his hot his hot moment a little Pre-season, while ago for yeah. the first season. so like you know mm-hmm. and then obviously Firmino did his things we know what he's capable of so it's exciting to see those guys get you know the look for what they've done did,
0: Dude, so yeah uh, hopefully as well the uh, LA United 2 season will go a little bit better than last season but uh, yeah they weren't able to make the playoffs of course but uh, moving on from that, uh, the uh, Atlanta United podcast that they've been dropping about the history of soccer in Atlanta uh, yeah, featured the Atlanta Chiefs a little bit. And uh, some of our Discord members, our lovely, lovely Discord members, uh, pretty much pontificated about maybe if we were able to incorporate the Atlanta Chiefs into our Third kit, which we seemingly are able to get uh, most years, if not every year, up until who knows. But uh, yeah, you know, definitely would be fascinating if we were able to kind of get a little bit of that history of Atlanta in there. And what better way is you know kind of the uh, the OG of Atlanta soccer? But uh, yeah, what uh, what what elements would you maybe? Like want to see
1: uh, the color scheme is is cool I like the color scheme from the original Chiefs jerseys I also like I mean I like the insignia with the, the cheap head uh, with the headdress and everything but obviously it's going to be hard to incorporate into because it's you know <laughs> Yeah, it's their logo as it would be a little difficult but like yeah. I don't know how they would do it I think the potential is there mm-hmm. um, I think it could be pretty fire but I don't know we'll have to see i mean what is it gonna be adidas so we'll see how adidas and i mean did... 404 was great so you know i'm i'm not a huge fan of some of the other ones they were they've done in the past for us but 404 knocked it out of the park i think you know um so you know there's there's some reason to be a little optimistic about it if they decide to go down this road
0: yeah I think, yeah, the the typeface, obviously, would be, uh, for me anyway, um, something that I would like to see incorporated. And maybe it's uh, Atlanta in that kind of typeface. But, uh, yeah, and the color scheme a little bit as well, I think, would be uh, very dope with the uh, kind of cream and the red. But, uh, obviously, the Chiefs as a moniker is problematic nowadays. Uh, I mean, it was back then, too, but, you know, obviously, with the, uh, you know... I mean, our our
1: baseball team is the
0: Braves. (laughs) Exactly. And you have that, you have, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, the Washington uh, football team as well. (laughs) It's basically, yeah, the the whole, you know, like Redskins, all that type of stuff uh, is very not in vogue. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think that will be the aspect but like aforementioned those things uh, with the typeface color scheme that'd be dope but uh, anyway so that's the news for this week and let's get into the mailbag and uh, you guys added these questions on Instagram story and please continue to do so and we might answer your question in the future. But first question comes from, uh, yeah, PM Steel ninety nine. I think it's a pretty straightforward question. Uh, also, Terminus United eighty uh, three. They are asking: Will Miles and Almada return? Do we resign Miles and Silva? Uh, I think yeah, we kind of covered it. But uh, yeah, Almada will return. Miles, uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> Recommended that he doesn't. And uh, yeah, resign Silva. Yeah, we kind of mentioned that. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, in terms of, <laughs> I mean, you just get a lot of hate here. Obviously, it just happens. Um, but Ali with four H or four E's and uh, underscore HH. Why is Pineda still our coach? What do you think?
1: Uh, like I think it was the reason I stipulated earlier uh, about the way Garth is looking at the situation um, so I think the gamble is like I said that Pineda is actually a capable coach he just needs the right tools to do it um, so perhaps if he gets the right complement of players which Garth is uh, you know foreseeably going to provide um, and Carlos um, that then he could take this team from what was it, seventh place or whatever we were in, and take it up to a competitive level on, you know, going for first. I guess that's the gamble. Um, it'll, if he like flounders and just, if like the team just doesn't do well, and it's clearly not the players, you know, and it's probably the system or, you know, what Pineda's doing, then I think it's quite fair to say, okay, Garth was wrong about Pineda. Um, I was kind of wrong about Pineda in that way too because I think that he has potential. I think he can probably do decently well with a solid team. However, it remains to be seen. I can be wrong here. I am not. I mean, it's it wouldn't be the first time and it wouldn't surprise me either, but like, I don't know. I would side with someone like Garth Loggerway who probably knows a lot more about this stuff than I do, but we'll see. Yes. I, I Like we say in, in Discord all the time, you know, our fate is in Garf's very capable, strong goalie hands now.
0: <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. And I think, yeah, a lot of the angst right now is coming from the playoff exits, uh, maybe the game one tactics, uh, as well as, you know, kind of the overall uh, pretty much record, which is not fantastic. But uh, in terms of, yeah, you know, Pineda, yeah, I, I would... I would use this metaphor basically, and kind of similar to what you're saying in terms of the tools. He's basically like if he, if he's a uh, you know an axman, like a, a person that uh, cuts down trees. Okay, and you give him a blunt axe, <laughs> which is essentially what 2021 was, or uh, sorry, 2022. And so it's you know like how is he supposed to cut down trees with a blunt axe? You know, it's just like the the version that we got this year. We finally gave him a tool to sharpen his axe uh, midseason, and he showed that okay, yeah, we have the ability to uh, you know play pretty good ball uh, with all of them uh, in terms of the DP players and our best eleven. But yeah, I think now it's you know to go along with the metaphor, okay we've given you the tools and we're going to continue to give you more of the tools to be able to sharpen this ax. But now you have to kind of continue and, uh, make sure that you are making sure your, uh, your axes continue to stay sharp. And if he doesn't, that's where that, that leash will become shorter. But, uh,
1: um, I think just that, just to kind of, to add to what I was talking about, I think it'll be really important to see what Garth says is the expectations for next season, after they're done kind of grabbing players and adding to the roster. Um, if they say like, you know, it's championship or, you know, competing for a championship, or this was a failure. Um, I think that that will say a lot, then you know, it'll be like, okay, Garth believes they have what they need to succeed and then if Pineda does not do that then that reflects on as being probably the because like it's never just one thing so it would be like he would be in terms of percentages a larger percentage of the problem than the other variables on the team mm-hmm.
0: agreed, agreed. alright so next question uh, Alex Brunel 08 favorite moment of this season and anything in particular you're excited for next good question it kinda of puts you on the spot, but yeah.
1: Um, no, I have I pop- it already loaded up in my head. So holy it's damn. the it's the free kick and the, just the crazy game um against um well I thought I had a little because, like now I'm thinking about there's two so yeah. oh yeah, there's two. There's the what was the Portland free kick, right? From Tiago. That was the mm-hmm. holy hell kinda goal.
0: Yeah, from the parking um, lot. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the parking lot. And then the other but the San San Jose game was absolutely insane Mm. with two buzzer beater basically goals like that was just unfreaking believable like that was magical like that's that's definitely i think probably the san jose game was the one that Mm -hmm. like oh my god that was a way to whet your appetite for a season right Um, yeah i don't know if we're gonna get that again but that was that was something else
0: indeed indeed yeah no that's a really great shout because it I think it set the, the tone for the season of like, oh, okay. Yeah, like we're gonna have some uh some, you know, last moment magic like we always do. But uh that was on a different level for sure. Uh yeah, the the free kick from the parking lot definitely is amazing. I think I think it's gotta be our first uh our first outing in the four oh four kit. I think that was that's it. Was like, oh man, ooh, like, okay, are we back? Like that, that game, I think, uh, kind of really, as well. Like it, it kind of really made it where, like, every time we played in the four four cat, like we, <laughs> we were lights out,
1: undefeated. Yeah,
0: like, and <laughs> scored a lot of goals. So to cheat a little bit. Favorite moments, the four of four kit, <laughs> but uh, any
1: moment we had the four of four kit exactly,
0: and uh, yeah, anything in particular you're excited for next? I mean, <laughs> let's just, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll cheat a little bit again. Looking forward to more playing in the four of four kit because <laughs> it's just <laughs> if we can um, uh, continue to do that, I mean,
1: hell. they they have to i mean just the the amount of like promotion materials they put into it the amount of effort and money and how successful it was i feel like it would be a big mistake to not Mm -hmm. push an advantage you already have so i I don't know that's that's the way i would see it um my thing i'm looking forward to if if atlanta can do it it would be great but more away wins next season that's Mm -hmm. what i want to see that that's going to be a huge indicator of whether or not this team can compete. Because you get in you know a situation like we we have with this tournament where we didn't win enough games, so we had to play two away, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you can be like world beaters at home, but if you stink away, it's like, well, then you're out of the tournament, even if it's to a lesser team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to be able to see us strike fear into other teams in their own homes again. That's something I have... Not seen in, in a while. And I really want to get that back again. Because the, the dominating teams in MLS can do that. Mm-hmm. And everyone is afraid when that team comes to town. And that's what I want to be again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, because that's... Our 2018, that's when we won 10 games away on the road. And, yeah, it was just like... Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. like We're going to get a result here. And uh, that's... That's exactly that type of ethos that we should be aiming for. Uh, next question comes from Danny Phantom with two Ys. Uh, would you prefer an older, more experienced goalkeeper or a younger, promising prospect goalkeeper?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, it, it depends on like how we end up going about it. So if Brad is out completely, then I would probably replace him with a, an experienced veteran goalkeeper. Um, If it's the kind of hybrid system I was talking about with the, the young upstart, you know, combined with Brad, then it's that's the way I would do that one. I don't know which one would be better. It really depends on who you can get on in both options. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's that uh, it's like <laughs> it, it's still MLS. So the ability to get a kind of like modern goalkeeper, like someone that's good with their feet, a sweeper keeper. Uh, It's probably going to be a little less likely, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it might be kind of both a little bit where, um, you know, yes, okay, the older, more experienced, but like depends on how older, more experienced it really is because MLS, um, okay, there are a few really, really uh, much older goalkeepers, but Then you have Chicago, who just keep churning out uh, European-level goalkeepers that they sell to the likes of Chelsea. It's uh, kind of ridiculous, and, you know, it's one of those where, like, okay, well, yeah, we got to start figuring out kind of where our, uh, I guess, uh, lack of a better word, farm system can come from so that we can, you know, grow from our academy some of these, uh, you know, these type of players that can, kind of just hop into the first team immediately and, you know, not miss a beat. So, uh... More but, Caleb Wiley's, yeah, more Caleb Wiley's, exactly. But, uh, cool. All right, next question comes from Everett Sanders. Uh, they took out all the vowels in there, so I'm, I'm guessing that's Everett. But, uh, they
1: asked, new player speculations? Uh, yeah. So this is pretty vague question um in terms of new player i don't even want to touch on like who could what specific player could potentially come here again i want to harp on and i'm going to continue to harp on this until it happens that we need a dp presence in the central slash defensive midfield at least a dp in the like the the pairing with tristan perhaps i think that would be that would be stellar you see other teams who put dps in those types of positions you see them do well suspiciously so i would like to try and do that um i don't know who that would be in particular but i would like to see that i mean we mentioned as like you know uh uh, fun little thought experiments like you know what player you know if you you could get anyone it's like we talked about Luka modric coming in at one point and i'd be like hell yeah i would do that sure Mm -hmm. um I just like him as a person, so it's, and he's obviously world class, so it's like, yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, that's, you know, I think the, the number one move that we need to make for sure. Uh, ben needing to make it, but of course, with the potential of uh, not only maybe two center backs uh, that need to come in, one maybe being a DP, and then, you know, potentially, of course, as well, a goalkeeper. Needed. Uh, obviously, those are the types of players that we also might need to look at. Uh, and with up and down the spine, if you can make those the DP players, and then you know out towards the uh, the outside, uh, yeah, you have a little bit more TAM level. I think, yeah, that's probably what we need to do. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, a player speculation, I mean, just,
1: just ima- imagine, imagine it, agent. It's. Goalie passes to a DP, you know, like a uh, defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. DP defensive midfielder threads the pass to DP central midfielder. DP central midfielder threads the pass to Tiago Almada. Tiago Almada threads the pass to DP Yorgos Yakamakis, who scores a goal. Like that's the yeah. that's the pathway. That that's the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we uh, yeah, exactly. If we can play that central. And uh, up the middle, that would be incredible. Obviously, we would uh, probably destroy a lot of teams. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's uh, that's the hope. That's what we want. Uh, obviously, you know, there are other teams that will, of course, uh, you know, make it that hard for us to be able to do that. But that uh, is the dream. And hopefully, we can do that. But... Anyway, uh, so that is the mailbag for this week. And we appreciate your questions. And uh, yes, make sure to send in your questions so that you might get your question answered in the future. But uh, yeah, that pretty much is the episode, except for the except question. For
1: one, uh, two more things. First okay. thing is today's jersey I'm wearing. Last week was oh. uh, Sporting Portugal, if anyone noticed. This oh. week is Algeria's national team, the Desert <laughs> Foxes
0: that's such an awesome name man the desert foxes man
1: <laughs> yeah, so keep keep your eyes out for a new jersey until i run out of non-land united jerseys yeah
0: which uh might be kind of soon but yeah right eh.
1: we'll find out eh.
0: we'll find out i mean uh, like maybe eight
1: eight or so more okay all right yeah yeah,
0: yeah. it might last a while it might last the offseason but um Yeah, so anyway, that is the episode except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what would your dream signing be for LA United? So, you know, any player in the world. uh, Obviously, you know, you cannot sign Lionel Messi anymore. (laughs) But who would it be? Let us know in the comments below. Looking forward to what you have to say. But, uh, yeah, guys, that is it for us. For this episode, we wish you a very, very happy Thanksgiving. And, um, yeah, you know, we're absolutely thankful and grateful for all of you and in our Discord as well, all the daily chatter that's just lights up our day. So, yeah, we are super appreciative, uh, for each and every one of you watching through all of the season and yesteryear. And, uh, yeah, definitely. It just uh, definitely warms my heart. And I'm sure uh, for Michael as well, that uh, Mm -hmm. you guys care. So, uh, yeah, really, really amazing. We love you. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Michael, I'm AJ. Thanks, Ah! Michael.